crazy, disruptive, explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Reek Havoc Podcast. What? It is? It is. It always surprises me that this is the Reek Havoc Podcast. Why should that surprise you? It says it every time. I don't know. I even hit the button that says it is. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? I'm pretty easily amused, though. And distracted. No Big comments. shiny things. Big shiny things. Squirrel. Well, we got a killer one today. We kind of set it up last week. Mm-hmm. If you pay attention. I don't. You're one of our 10 million listeners that pays super, super good attention to each one of our episodes. Then you've already heard this person's voice on the previous <gasps> podcast. Ooh, it's like foreshadowing. Not on, not on the microphone, though. She was in the back yelling like a lunatic. Mm. Oh, that's right. I remember the lunatic. That's right. Crazy. Everyone was. I mean, people Stories were. Running. They're from just the waiting. Road. After listening to this episode, that we they the last week's episode, everybody was just lining up. They're like, when, "When's Aubrey come on? When's Aubrey come on?" That's all we were getting. Letters. Just people. Oh, letters. Postcards. People even send letters now. Like post Yeah. Post notes. I got a letter the other day from somebody who's kind of nice, old school style. Really? Yeah. It is old school. Yeah, I kind of liked it. Somebody I think is old school. Hmm. Miss Aubrey Rose is here with us today. Old school, old soul. What's up? Hello. She, uh, she, this gal, since I met her, I've literally thought you are definitely an old soul. She's got advanced thought process on how businesses run. And I was thinking, I'm going to get her on the podcast. But then her boyfriend completely cut her off and came in early. Is that considered a cock block? Completely. It is. It's a pod block. Oh, a pod block. He pod blocked her. With Mm. a cock. So yeah, with his cock. Wow. That but I, I got gave him really fast. Yeah, I gave. She's listened to this. She knows. She how, knows. She knows how. I'm in good company. Fourteen year olds. Like, she's like, yeah, I gotta get these guys giggling. We're just gonna talk cock right out, right out the gate. <laughs> so we, uh, but literally, somebody that I think is is amazing. Like she can take some ownership, which we talk about. My oh, favorite keyword. book, extreme ownership. Here, put that on your word bingo favorite. card. It is. Yeah, it's one of my favorites because it's my favorite business book, extreme ownership, and she talks about that, like. So, Owning your failure, probably the biggest thing, the takeaway, and I'm doing air quotes right now so everybody can hear the air quotes, is not Can I, can I do a sound effect for those? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Like a kung fu? I did it again. You didn't do it. I do it. That's a little delay. It's kind of hard to do. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm not talking. I know, because you run out of air, and I just keep doing it. <laughs> Anyways, to do than we think. should do the visual on this. This, <laughs> this is a YouTube one right now. Uh, is not taking failure personally. That's one of the things that she kind of lives by, and I think that's going to be our, this is the tagline for the night, is not taking things personally, taking ownership. So that being said, we're going to go right into the intro, and you get to tell us a little bit about yourself. Once upon a time. A girl named Aubrey Rose decided to be on a podcast. <laughs> oh. That's where it all starts. Yeah. <laughs> Life just starts after you're you on the Rick Havoc sound effect for crying the, out loud. The, the, uh, oh, that would have been a good one too. We've never had anything. I have cool to deal with that. this every week. Definitely. I'm gonna every day. <laughs> Get another bottle out. <laughs> <laughs> By right. the way, I have a peanut gallery of people in here too. So you know we've what? got previous pod go- podcast guests. As Aubrey would say, would why don't you own your failure? Exactly. All right, take it away, please. So my name is Aubrey. I am 23 years old. I am originally from Nampa, Idaho, have lived mostly in Boise and have been all over. Boise? 
Two C. Exactly. Good so. old Nampa, Idaho. Um, I currently own my own property management company that I started in fall of 2019, and I am a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams. And I started with real estate last year in June of 2019, and I've been in property management since 2018, December of 2018. So that's really where I got started. You're all dialed in on the dates and all that stuff. I'm impressed. What got you into property management? I honestly just fell fell into it. I was definitely in a rough patch in my life and was actually at a Starbucks coffee shop and was on Craigslist. And I was just applying to every single admin car sales job. I was doing everything, anything and everything that would accept anybody without, you know, a college degree or minimal experience. I was applying. I think I lined up eight interviews in one week and I interviewed for a property management at the time that was just now um, being established in Meridian and it was a brand new lease up. It was the Franklin at 10 mile and I went in with no experience and got hired out of five people as their leasing agent. So that was nice right out the get go my my start and that's really what created my passion for, you know, obviously went into real estate, but property management, dealing with people and their homes, and it all started from there. So you mean instead of just sitting there moping around because you're at a bad spot in your life, you actually just grabbed the... Wait, doesn't the world owe her something? Grabbed hold of the internet and you just went and found stuff? Aren't you and a then millennial? you applied for jobs? That's aren't you, weird. Aren't you owed something? <laughs> We're just kidding. No, definitely, definitely not. No, I moved out in high school, actually. So I decided at a young age that I was going to be independent. And, you know, I would say from 13 to 18, I really did raise myself. So there was a lot of learning experiences in that time period. Do you need some air quotes? There you go. Wow. That was good. Thanks. I was practicing. (laughs) Do you think it was like, so do you feel like... Well, one, I mean, going back for pre-13, would you say you were always kind of wired to be the leader, kind of be that way? Or do you think you were pushed into being that situ- in that situation? Or like all of a sudden, so you found it because you had to? Or do you think you were, I mean, cause, I mean, that's obviously a pretty young age to even be thinking about that. But some people were just had to, was just kind of wired that way. Were you wired or did you just get shoved in at 13 and now you're like, ah, I'm good at this? I think it's a little bit, I think it's a little bit of both because I think for a long time I was um, intimidated by success, ultimately intimidated by challenging myself. And so, you know, it's just human nature to take the path of least resistance and the easiest path versus the hardest path. And so for a long time, even in school, when I was struggling or with friends, relationships, it all came down to ultimately... I had to either figure it out and be better or stick with the same bullshit and be worse. Yeah. And I learned that at a young age. Not, yeah. It's the whole not expecting the same, doing the same shit over and over again, expecting different results. Repeating the cycle. (laughs) Yeah. You know. That's the definition. Oh, really? Yeah. But you got to say it like that. Fucking Webster over here. Yes. Uh, Did you think that that was, I mean, that was one of those things where you figured out, I mean, that's, that I guess probably goes back to where you're just wired a certain way. Certain people are certain ways. Certain people are victims. And certain people are just going to fix it, right? You're going to be either the problem or the solution. You should be the solution. 
Okay. I believe that. All right. I believe it. Thanks for joining us on and, the uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need to know. <laughs> there you go. But like people literally have, I mean, like you, you're either wired to be that one or the A or B, right? So like you're not going to be the victim on this. You're going to like, yeah, okay, I got to move forward. Yeah. And that's just what you had to do and you did it. Life isn't, I don't believe life is meant to be easy. It's meant to be rewarding and that comes with challenging yourself. I don't think that's a common perspective. Not especially not. I mean, and I know I bash the shit out of Why the young do you people. Do that? I love I the just young have, people. I know, and that's good. We love you, young people. Out. But I just respect the shit out when I find people like this that actually believe that you don't just get shit for free. Because I, I honestly, I've had, I've just had too many employees. Is my problem? I, I guess that's I just the have problem been, is I've you've had, had to manage people. I have too many employees where I literally am like, really, like Jesus Christ. I, I think I'd give a lot of opportunity, and. I just can't get people to just, I mean, I'll, I'll support people to the nth degree if they will actually do the work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're not even, I mean, since I met you, everything you're doing, you're just like, I, it literally, you're like, I'm just going to take this and go do it. You're in something that you get to actually even power through by yourself. I mean, you talk about real estate, you talk about property management. These are all things that you can do individually. Okay. You don't have to rely on anybody. You're literally setting yourself up for something that like I admire because I bitch about it all the time and Heather will sit over here and shake her head yes because I say all the time the biggest thing you have to do in business if you really want to not be go insane is you need to find a job or do something that you don't rely on anybody else for your success and that's hard to do in business but you're in a range where you can actually do that so that's kind of cool because you're going to be able to take what you can do and get the results that you provide not waiting for I mean there's always I'm sure there's people that can fuck that up for you but that's okay. what's really impressive because, I mean, like I said, early age, a lot of people are like, well, yeah, I'm 23, so someone's supposed to help me do this. Right. Well, I'm only, you know, I'm only 23. What are you going to, are you going to give me this job? Like, how about you give me this job and show me how to do it and then I'll do it. You know, like, no, you're just like, fuck that. I'll just go do it myself. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. It's really interesting. What do you say to your friends that are not wired like you? How do you encourage so say you've got a BFF, right? And she's like, I don't know. How do you encourage somebody that may not be wired <clears throat> to be like this? But what I mean, really, it, when you boil this all down, it, it's all about perspective, right? The easiest path to something could be a straight line, could be something that's easy, but it depends on your perspective. Because where are you going? If you know that this is a hop, skippity jump, and there's multiple levels of it, there is no easy path. That's it's a fallacy. Recognizing that it's all about perspective. When you level up and you're looking at it from 20,000 feet, you're like, ooh, <laughs> that's, I'm going to have to, okay, that's connected to that, and I'm going to have to get this done first. Ooh. So the, the young people that are listening to the Week Havoc podcast, how do you encourage them to do what, what you were kind of, a little bit of your wiring and a little bit of your circumstances that kind of reinforce the wiring of, hey, I don't want to have to depend on anybody. I want to be able to go figure it out. And it turns out you can if you do the work weird what do you tell your friends that struggle with that first of all oh, hold on real quick in front of that because this is jumping ahead of one of my questions but it, you could parlay these i'll put you're smart you can put them together they it That's are not your a test do you, you don't it's more dumb. that being said first of all <laughs> like first let's i just want to set the stage here are your friends of your age oh curveball no so i was going to say that they are not in fact i don't I don't have anybody in my close circle that's under the age of 31. So you are advanced. Ding, 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 ding. 
That's why. Circle, circle of friends. All right, so I'm going to own my older. stupid she's in, question. She's a different, yeah, thanks for the dumb question. What do you tell a 32-year-old? <laughs> yeah, because that's that. about where you're at. Right. What do you What do you say? What do you say to people, though, that they're struggling to see the bigger picture? If they're struggling to see the bigger picture, it's because they're struggling to see their you know, their bigger passion, their bigger, their big why. Why are you living? Why are you doing what you do? Why are you passionate about what it is you're doing? And if you're not passionate, you're not doing the right thing. And if you're not waking up and excited for what you're going to work for, or, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're not excited about being home with your kids, you're not doing what's truly driving you, and you're not doing what's ultimately fueling you and therefore you're going to crash and your life is going to be miserable because you're not living to your full potential and that can move that can shift there's things that there's things that you're like you know i was passionate about this two years ago and i'm like "Mm, not so much anymore and you can't get rid of kids so that i mean you got to figure that out you can you can Mm. we'll talk off air okay gotcha i'm gonna get rid of them just kidding (laughs) for those (laughs) listeners that are like what well, it's a joke, people. I've got three kids. Saying, I can just, get rid of one, and I've still got two. I'm just saying in case my kids are listening. I just oh. want them to know you can get rid of them. So behave. Yeah. Gav. Mm-hmm. Back to work. Do you think that you're... Do you... Have you... Sorry, I can't word this. You need some help? Have you seen... Because, I mean, like I said, you're... you you. In, the interesting thing about it is you're so young and you started so early thinking this way. Did you start manipulating that group of friends you think at a certain point? Was there like an aha moment where you're like, fuck this, cleaning house, changing who I'm dealing with, right? Like who I'm around. Like two years ago, were you hanging out with kids your age, having a good time and partying, and then you're like, ah, this is not where I want to be? Or was it something that you just kind of progressively did? My group, my group of friends, including this Yahoo, have been around since I was – very young and we've just done a good job and i mean i think part of its luck i think part of it's our natural selection of our group of friends we are very close as a group of friends that listen you know to this podcast hi all you guys listening hi guys uh we all are very good friends and very tight because we've and we've all stayed very successful like if you look at it i'm like wow we really only we don't have there's none there's nobody that's really just a fuck off right there's nobody that's average did you see that like at a point where you (laughs) were all above average yeah some in bad ways, but yeah, yeah well, mostly. Did sorry, you ever sorry, see? Where? <laughs> did you, <laughs> eh, it's not fair. He's a <laughs> that's true. Sorry, but did you see a, a spot where you changed that circle yourself? Did you just think you just naturally have always surrounded yourself with the right people? What do you, I mean? When did that happen? Because oh yeah, no, definitely, different. definitely not. Going back to, I mean, I was thirteen. I was. Um, you know, just being completely transparent, didn't have the best family relationship as far as like my mom, my dad, my stepdad, all of it was just kind of, it, it, it was what it was. And I dealt with it the best that I could. And that included the friends that I was associating with. But at 13, I mean, I was sneaking out, I was doing drugs, I was involved with the wrong crowd. I got into a relationship with a guy much older than me who was abusive. And I moved out in high school because I just wanted to ultimately, you know, run away from what I thought was a bad situation with my family, but was really just going, jumping from one pot of fire to the next. So with these life experiences and, you know, going through the motions of what I needed to go through, I had to go through all of this and all of the 
pain, trauma, whatever you want to label it in order to have the perspective that I have now. And that came when I was 18, 19 years old where, you know, I was tired of looking at myself and just thinking, what am I doing? Who am I? What do I stand for? Why am I dating this person that treats me like crap? Why am I friends with people that take advantage of me? Why am I doing X, Y, and Z that doesn't meet who I want to see at face value? I want to be able to look at the mirror at myself and say, damn, I love you. Damn, I'm proud of you. And where I'm at right now in my life has ultimately shifted because I started making actions that was going to create that mindset. And that's what it came down to. When does your book come out? <laughs> I'd like to order, pre-order, uh, pre-order. a copy, please. <laughs> if I can order one. I, so as a dad, I'm hearing you and I'm seeing glimpses of like my oldest in the sense of her, like she can't stand the drama. And it's really funny to, to see elements of that and then to forecast that of where does that go? And she's a smart kid. She's a good kid. But it's that we talk about that wiring aspect of, of that moment where you look in the mirror and go, what am I doing? Where am I going? The ability to do that and the courage to do it, because you got you to gotta reconcile a few things that are really, really hard to do. And you alluded to that uh, when we very start, first started the podcast about taking ownership of, you're in a shitty spot. What are you doing? Take ownership of where you're at and make a change. You want to get there? Great. You got to change A, B, and C, and probably D, maybe E. And that guy driving the Camaro that's 10 years older than you, dump that guy. Please tell us he drove a Camaro. Did he drive a Camaro? Did he drive a Camaro? No. Damn, that would have been a lot. Was it a ah! Was it, cool. Did like he drive a IROG Z28? It's either that or a Mitsubishi Was it Matthew Mirage? McConaughey? Was it Matthew McConaughey? Did he say, like, all right, all right, all, all right, right, all right? No? They get young guys did the same. I can't remember what that was. I don't remember either, but fuck it. Matthew McConaughey. See, he ended up fine. Mm-hmm. He went to space and in interstellar for crying out loud. And he stayed young. This Weird. is one of those left turns. Want to tie that one about. together a little mm-hmm. bit? That huh? was good. Huh? That was good. Did you I'm gonna try to bring it back, sorry. I went I, guess, I went into I outer guess, space. Yeah, good he luck, went buddy. The other way, but uh did you see so uh not not to throw too much, but uh your little friend here sitting over next to you. Uh previous Previous uh, guest on the Recavic podcast. All-star okay. guest. All-star guest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Granted, he looks extremely young because he's fit and good-looking and sunburned. He He's a little bit older, too. Do you think that you being in a relationship, the relationship you were in, and then going to with somebody that was older, did that help you, too? I mean, do you just were you just naturally drawn to somebody that was older because of I mean, because of that, right? You're just an older... Ultimately, I'm not going to say he's a pervert. But he's older. <laughs> no, but, uh, I would say it comes down. I would say it comes down to me personally, and just how I I personally don't view myself mentally, or you know, definitely maturity wise, as twenty three. Right. And so for me, I know how that. So works. for me to like truly, and I don't mean this in any disrespect, but I don't even I can't even fathom hanging out with twenty three year olds. Right. Because that's the alone, thing. Like you've got to have some interaction. Like you know, guys that you graduate high school with, and you're like looking at where they're at at twenty three, and you're like. No, not what absolutely. I'm interested in, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Right. I know where they're at right now. I know where they're going to be in five years, 10 years. It's the same shit, different person. Yep. However, you know, I once I latched onto what it was that it, I wanted and I got very clear about what it was that I wanted and who I wanted to be, it was just a matter of making the hard decisions and doing just that. 
no excuses, no yeah. bullshit. And it's hard. Ripping the band-aid off, you're, right? You're like, mm, Oh yeah. I mean, we're talking we're talking relationships ending with not just significant others. We're talking friendships. We're talking parents. We're mm-hmm. talking fam other family members. Yeah. It wasn't just a oh, I'm gonna wake up and be a different person. Yeah. No, it took me a year and a half to get, you know, to where There's ultimately. There's a lot of collateral damage when you, I, I'm 100%. And I, I've always, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you're, I'm not a blood thicker than water guy. And that's hard for a lot of people. I've had people really battle that. Like, I mean, people think that I'm a real asshole for thinking that because I'm not a, I can see your hand up, Jody. I, I really don't believe that because you donated sperm because you gave me an egg because you are my aunt because you're my uncle because you're the like i don't think that families have to be you're not locked into a person for that because they did that right like you didn't choose that but what you do choose and what the real action is their actions right and you have friends that will come to bat for you at any given time any moment you know and we've gone over that with how jody did that for me and different people i'm like you're thicker than family to me because you actually stepped up when i needed it I i'm mean, I, thick yeah. i mean i i know for a fact i mean Moto, and we've Moto. been we've been friends for a short period of time realistically i know i could call you guys if i needed something because you're just good people you're like oh, that absolutely. right and i think that's the big thing and the biggest thing and i see you know that's really interesting for me personally with you and tyler is like you literally are heather and i in a way we're like biggest cheerleader right like he's your biggest cheerleader so it's like all of a sudden you're like going back and forth. And that's important. When you find a partner, it's got to be the person that's like, yeah, this person's fucking great and they're fucking smart and they're good, right? Like that's my thing. And it's the same thing. And when you find that person, that's a big part of what it is. You need that cheerleader. You need somebody. And I, I mean, that doesn't really have anything to do with age. You just have to find somebody that like really, really sees the way what you're trying to do and is like willing to promote it, right? Because oh, it's hard. It's hard to promote your stuff. Like you're a self-promoter. You do really well. But God, it's great when you have friends around you and a really, you're in a, a solid relationship that's helping you you've got good friends and hopefully you've got family that supports you and you know i'm lucky i have good family too so it's you know that works out but it doesn't mean that i'm gonna choose that you know i mean it's really what did you do for me are you really supporting me are you making me you know and so i get where you're coming from and that is hard like because i mean there's you got this <laughs> you trim the fat all the time and i think it's interesting now as a 45 year old i look at it and go wow at his you're old. 45 too dumbass Oh, yeah. Literally think that there's a, a, a moment in your life where you're kind of like, God, it's kind of interesting to see. Like, I really think it's cool that we have some of our friendships that are really longstanding, but it's really cool for me to meet new people, too. And, and yeah, go ahead. Grab more wine. That's fine. That's what we've got to do. Yeah, keep it rolling. We got another bottle. We, got, we literally have to keep trimming it here. <laughs> you know, it's a big bush. You got to trim the bush. Right, Jody? Sorry. Had a mouthful of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have to trim or trim the bush. Yeah, yes. Got to manscape the bush. Manscape with the lawnmower 3.0 by from Manscape. That's a yeah. free ad I just did for them. Hashtag ad. I still haven't tried that. I'm not trying yours, but I still haven't tried it. Mm. Yeah, they uh, my charger quit working. They sent me a new charger. Really good customer service. Good hmm. job, Manscape. Hey, that's doing what you. Anyways, back to trimming bushes. Uh, Aubrey, if you want to go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of left she's, turns. Yeah, she's like, uh, is this that circle that I need to get the fuck out of? Is this the... the speaking of just, trimming fat. <laughs> the things just get weird. Woo! She just... Wow. Zinger. Yeah. I was going to say something really profound. 
And I completely lost my train of thought. I'm sure it was profound. That was was really good. Dang it. Hold on. Let's just wait for it. Look, I did a sound effect and you didn't have to tell me to do it. I know. Very good. I'm 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 getting better. I'm getting better. I'm so proud. Shoot. I was going to say something real good. Okay. Well, it'll come back to me. I'll take it down. We'll get her say really smart stuff and then you think of some smart to say and then you can come back and say smart stuff. Okay. You have faith in me like that? Nope. Dang it. Uh, so we talked about this, the whole the, the the owning your failure and stuff like that. That's an interesting comment. Just when I asked you kind of what we were going to talk about stuff, like what do you see? Like, Because, I mean, I see you, and it's like, oh, success, success. So, you know, it's, it's all success. I said sex in there somewhere. <laughs> you did. <laughs> success, success, success. That's not a 23-year-old brain. Anyways. That's 14. <laughs> and uh, wieners and fart noises crack me up every time. Yeah. Um, so when you say that, I don't see it. Like, what is, uh, like, you're talking about owning that failure, right? Which is completely true. You have to because that's, it happens. What's, what brought that to your mind? What do you think of when I say that? Oh, man. I would say, I was, my first thing was, I was like, I fell every day because, you know, what we see on social media and what we see from, you know, that, hour and a half dinner that we had with our couple of friends catching up and all we talked about was our successes and what was going on that week. Like, let's get down to the nitty gritty and let's talk about the clients that you may have not gotten last week. And let's talk about the, you know, maybe you had a goal or you were looking to make X, Y, Z and you just didn't do that. Okay. So in that, in that perspective, that's a failure and that's not meant to be negative. It's in fact, it's meant to say, hey, this is where we messed up. So how do we improve so that we can not only get this next year or next month or next week, but be better? And that comes from, you have to go from being completely dialed in to where you are standing from a perspective where you can look at the game board and know what piece needs to go where in order to win. Exactly. All right. So failure is, it's a hot word. Right, it's one of those that's got a little stigma to it, and people don't like it. Well, you're a failure. No one's a failure. Coach, my mom says. Right, we talk about yeah. we talk about failure. As long as we all had fun, we're all, we're winners. all winners, coach. No, you're not. No, you're not. If you, lost. but if you define, so this is a again, I, I dad mentality all the time, because that's my sphere, right? So my job right now, I have a job where I go do cool stuff and be creative and all that stuff. That's just how I make my money. My job is to parent three kids to get into life and do exactly what you're doing. If my kids do half of that, that's a win for me, right? It's a huge deal. I'm constantly pinging my kids about changing their perspective and redefining some of those words that have that stigma. Failure is one of those words, right? So when I say it's a failure, it's not, you haven't failed You've missed the mark that you set. You've missed a goal. For you, it's a quote-unquote failure. It's just a miss, and you're learning from it. You're shifting things. Those are good things, right? It's like Captain Muscles here. Every time he goes to the gym, he's forcing his muscles to fail. He's building that staff up because if you don't ever give room to fail, you can't learn. You can't grow. And it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You look at guys that go through, and gals, that go through a sports career where they were just gifted and they were on good teams and they always won. How do they handle that first loss where they got beat? 
They played their best, and they got beat. That's when you find out the character that comes with failure, right? There's, there's wisdom, there's character. All that stuff comes out of learning what to do when you miss the mark, which is such a beautiful thing. Yet our society wants to take the pain away from failure and take the pain away from losing. That's where the beauty happens. It's the only way you can fix it. There's a, there's, That's there's the, the only, only place way you can there's fix improvement, it. right? Like, I mean, if you're perfect, it's like, well, I'm perfect. Let me fix it. It's like, all right, well, what do I work on? Nothing. I'm perfect. Here's the analogy. It's that not I get. the way it works, man. Michael Jordan had to go shoot free throws, right? Like, I mean, he wasn't perfect. He didn't make every free throw. He didn't make every jump shot. Like, people that are really good at something still have to go back, watch game film, look at what they failed at. Like, I mean, we just came just came out of a football meeting, and so we're back, kind of back in that football mindset again you have to watch film after every game to look at what you didn't do they don't watch the like the coach doesn't watch the film and replay every play that went perfect they replay the plays that didn't work and so what you're doing with what you're doing you're looking back at the film and going hey how did i not get that client because yeah i i get it like some people would argue well no you take what you did well when you got that client and re-replicate that okay that's maybe the low-hanging fruit, right? Okay, that worked. Let's do it again. What did I do wrong with the other one that I can switch it's those one, people it's to? It's one dimension. There's a lot more, because like it or not, you're going to have a lot more failures than you have wins, right? There's a lot more losses than wins in the game every day. What? Do you, how do you convert those? There's a lot more of them to convert. And I think the key takeaway, too, and I'll, and I do this with every client or every, I guess every, I would say every situation where, you know, I ultimately didn't do my best or I ultimately didn't win. So when it, when we're looking at the client scenario, if I didn't get that client and I didn't get them, you know, within my property management business, or maybe I didn't get that buyer or seller, whatever the case is, I'm going to go to that person and, you know, be genuine and say, hey, what could I have done better? And that key question is they're either going to say, oh, it had nothing to do with you. You know, my sister gave me half off or whatever she's going to give me this deal or you know x y and z or maybe there was something where like well you just didn't feel like you had enough experience or you're too young great see you in five years when i'm better (laughs) yeah yeah. it's just a matter and you just can't take it you can't take it personal you have to take everything in and just soak it up so good that's building that's building foundational blocks for bridges of the future i get like that's so smart yeah there's a huge takeaway don't take shit personal. Don't take it. Per- it's not personal. Like it's not a personal thing. I don't take it when I don't get a sale. I don't take it personally. Like they're not being. I mean, I just don't understand why people get so wrapped up in like, but they didn't buy it for me. I don't, so it's like no, it's not about you. There was other circumstances that you had the ability to fix. Now, grant. Okay, I take it back. You could be personal. You could be an asshole. Like that could that could just be you. You just are an asshole. Mm-hmm. But here's the good news. If you ask enough people, someone's going to go like, uh, you're an asshole. There's some common denominators. You smell there. like cheese oh. or some weird shit. Like, right? There's something you can work on. But it's something you can work on, right? Like, I mean, there's there's something Take you a have shower to have more that. often. Yeah, you have to have that. You know, like people are like, I don't want to know. You know, they, they, they get into that mode where they don't, they don't want to know, right? They don't, people don't want it. And they're like, but when they do, so weird. when they have those transitions, when they're listening and when the, when the, Pump is primed. There was a dude that I worked at at the radio station, and and I loved mentoring some of the younger. It was mostly dudes, but some some gals as well. And there was a guy that just he just was that he was the twenty three year old 
that wore the sandals and scuffed his way down the hallway and nothing was urgent. And I pulled him into my studio one day and he was up for a position and wanted to get this job. And I said, you want me to give you some feedback? Brutal feedback? Yeah, yeah, bro. I'm like, number one, quit using the word bro. Two, <laughs> I can tell it's you coming down the hallway because I know your pace and I can hear your scuffing sandals. If I'm the manager, do I want to hire that guy to be in my canoe? Because you don't really row very hard. You don't take it serious, and I need somebody that's going to take it serious because at the end of the day, hard work pays off, and you scuffing your way down the hallway, dude, quit. And this was, this was something that somebody did for me 10 years prior. They said, hey, quit wearing baseball caps. And I was like, no. And they're like, it's an issue. To some people, it's just understanding some of the rules of the game. And, and this is part of what you were figuring out. Everything is a game. And I don't mean, again, this is another one of those loaded terms. A game is not something that's a trivial thing. A game is a set. It's a set thing that has rules. It's got penalties. It's got awards. And there's ways to score points. If you want to read a great book, go read um, The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. If you're a reader, it's really, really good. I will make a note of that. It's... It's really good. That and that's another thing. Read, crying out loud, people. Read good books. Surround yourself with good people. Oh, you're so smart because you, you can even read have words. To read. Listen, I have an audible. Aud audible. Same there thing, you go. right? Now that's myself. That's the same thing because it's input, and it's what it's doing is adding things to your perspective that make you think. And if you start thinking, you start questioning, and you start getting to the why of why is it that this works and this doesn't. And you start asking hard questions to people saying, how come it is that nobody takes me serious? It's because this dude walked down the hallway with his scuffy scuff shoes and never took anything really serious. He was late to stuff. And he just had this kind of almost like an Idaho surfer attitude. And it was really interesting to watch him because he was like, shit, you're right. And he started changing things up and wore, started wearing <laughs> pants and boots for a country radio station. Oh, and it was amazing to see him shift from being this lost kid to somebody that, that found what he wanted to do and started figuring out elements of the game to put him in a position. I'm all about positioning. Put him in a position to be a better, a better consideration. And then he was at the right place at the right time and then did the work. And he's, he's, this was, God, this was 10 years ago probably. He's still working in radio. He's in a different market now and he's doing, as far as I know, he's doing great. That's awesome. But again, it, it perspective what are all those things that are shifting all those perspectives and like exactly what you were talking about asking hard questions going to some of those clients and saying, i wonder hey. how many people too you like you talk about like oh i have audible like i how many people i wonder you would you know successful people they're taking their spare time and they're listening to books on tape or they're listening to they're, good podcast they're multitasking like the man they're do that they're doing that while they're doing other things yeah like you, i mean you're, you're feeling your head like i mean you're, you're gonna fill dead space with something right like i mean but is it is it what are you filling it with i mean i do a lot of drive and i do a lot of flying so like for me it's like i can i can sit in an airplane and i can watch you know a funny t you know funny movie on on you know or i can spend two hours and i can listen to a, a book on tape that's you know a business related book sales related or whatever trying to get more information right or podcast or whatever um like the Rick Havoc podcast i listen to the Rick Havoc. i'm a huge I fan i also listen they're great huge fan <laughs> those guys they're funny but sometimes oh they'll drop some wisdom and i'm like what 
Yeah, they have the best guests. They do have the best guests. I think that that's something that you don't probably see in your age again in that age group, right? But that's why you you age up. Like you're that's your thing. Like you're you know, and and that's great because I mean it's you know it's to have the ability to have the youth with the brain knowledge that somebody greater than you because you're gonna get what which kind of leads us into the next question I had for you is like where are you going? which I'm sure this is infinite, so we may have like three hours on this or whatever, but if you could condense it down to like 30 minutes or 45 minutes, that would be great. But like, where are you going? What do we expect to see? What what are people going to listen back to this in years and be like, oh my God. I I remember when. I heard her talk about that. She said we were, she was going to do that. She did What's the plan? So ultimately I have my plan down from six months, a year, two years, five years, and ten years of where... Did you write it out? Absolutely. Girl! I have. I mean, I do I mean, I mean, do everything from... We're talking about listening to audibles and podcasts. I do that throughout my day when I'm working. I do it when I'm driving. I do it when I'm in the shower, when I'm getting ready. I'm always listening to something that's going to engage me in learning something bigger than myself mm-hmm. or learning something that I just don't know anything about. I don't care what it is as long as it's engaging. Um, and in addition... To that is, I don't even know where I was going with that. As far as where you're going, like, what is your plan? Where you you've got all these plans as far as your short term, long term, you know, mid range, long term. What can we see? Oh. What do you want to do? Like, you're obviously right now, it's realtor, right? You got realtor. You've got uh, product. You've got uh, property management. Like, where do you want? Do you want to? Are you wanting to build one? You want? I mean, I don't know how they correlate because yes. I just don't know, but. How are you see it going? Like, what's the Aubrey Rose brand going to be moving yes. forward? I know where I was going with that thought with the Audible podcast all right. books. All and we're back. We're back. <laughs> Welcome to our world. See, this is being smart woman versus now you know what our brains are like all the goddamn time. Were you we saying just, something? What? <laughs> I don't know. Huh? We have a, we have a guest in the studio. <laughs> hey! Welcome to our world. Now. So you you said, did you write it down? And I said, yes, I have it all written down to the point I do. A, I call it a vision board, dream board mm-hmm. every year. Power. I, you know, last day of the year, what am I bringing into the next year? I, I, I'm a strong believer in, you know, manifesting what you want to come into your life. But you, in addition to that, you have to execute. You can't just think that you have to, like, you're not just going to think daisies and Lilies mm-hmm. and rainbows, and it's all going to magically Roses. appear. Mm-hmm. I was I was going to say rose, rose, but I thought it was a little, a little cliche. Little cliche. Yeah, I like it. As I was stumbling, I'm all daisies. What's the other? What's flower? another flower? flower. Uh, uh, lilacs. Uh. <laughs> exactly. But it really is. It comes down to execution because if at the end of the day you can think and dream and write down everything that you uh, want to do, but it doesn't preach. If you do not do something the next day that's going to move you towards your goal, you're failing. That's, and there's a lot of us that do that. There's a lot of us that have all these. Way more than don't. Way more than don't. Oh, absolutely. And that's where I'm even, that's where I even find myself where I'm guilty, where I look back and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, this was a goal. Like, I totally missed this. Or I, you know, was off on this because what happens when you're an entrepreneur you want to excel in so many different aspects and you just you see your business and you're just like okay this is my business today but then this is where it could go right so for me circling back to that is I want to be growing my property management 
business. I want to have, you know, at least 300 units in the next five years. I would love to work my way back into multifamily and we want, we would want to build, invest in our own multifamily and get that running. But ultimately what it would be is I would be hiring everyone. I'd have property managers, I'd have assistant managers, and I would not be in the property management business myself within five, 10 years. I'd be taking a step back. It would be running by itself. And then all of those leads would be funneling into my real estate business. Mm -hmm. And that is what is going to create buyers, sellers. And then it's going to funnel back to our investors that need property managers. So you really haven't thought much about this. Okay. That's what I get is you really haven't put much thought into it. And then when we go really (laughs) into it. (laughs) How do okay. So I, and I like that you said we, cause I, this is another question I have. It is, is where do you guys, I mean, obviously Tyler was on here because he is really freaking good at what he does. Like he's got an amazing ability to, like we talked about on the podcast, build relationships. What have you taken? This is where you get to kiss his ass a little bit. Where, where have you taken from me? How do you, how do you take your vision? Cause I mean, they're not a hundred percent integrated, right? I mean, like how do you take what you've learned from him? Because I mean, that's the thing as a, as a, you know, partnership and 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 a couple you have to be able to like I said the yin and yang the build on each other kind of deal where how does that play in because he's such an amazing player of that like that relationship game oh absolutely and just like you said Tyler is in fact my biggest cheerleader and we are on the same page in what our vision looks like for ourselves our family his career and my career and it's all integrated we right. talk about it every day it's, we wake up in the morning, we talk about it over coffee, we go to bed, we talk about it. We are business oriented because that is, we want to build a legacy of each other. We want to break the cycle of yep. what we grew up in and what we were a part of. And that is what really attracts me to Tyler. And he is my foundation as far as, you know, my strength and ultimately having that trust and having that trust in a male figure for me is huge. Mm-hmm. And Tyler is all of that. And he has shown me how to be so patient. And he's also shown me not to be so damn hard on myself because I, I am, I was a person that I would take my failures so personally. Mm-hmm. Everything was me, 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 me. Why did this happen? Da, 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 da. And at some point I just had to say, bitch, shut the fuck up. It's not about you. <laughs> like it's what you can learn. What can That's you a learn chapter. from this? Chapter title. <laughs> chapter title, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> I like that. Exclamation I would read that chapter. Bitch. Give me my highlight. Oh, and you know, I've, I've learned a lot. Like you said, he's great. He's great with relationships and that's where, really both of us feed off each other because we love to interact. We love to socialize. We love events and we love to connect with people. And it's not just on that surface level. We really like to know our friends and know our coworkers and know the people that are even in our HOA. It doesn't matter who it is. We want to know them and we want to know the real them. And that is what is ultimately going to feed and fuel our business because if they like and trust you, they will buy and sell with you any day. Right. It's just how it is. Well, that's the same thing. I mean, Heather and I do the same exact thing. That's why we, you know, like I said, I can, I totally get it. Cause we, that's our, our build up for each other all the time. And, and it's kind of funny. I think if people listen to us and you'd be like, God damn, you guys are boring. Like you're literally sitting in the hot tub at night talking about mm-hmm. yep. uh, business ideas or I throw up things. in my mouth we, a lot. We watch. <laughs> I do. 
Thanks for that random statement. Just, just. I'm just random. saying, you guys disgust me in how sweet it is. Right, it is sweet because you are on the. It's it's the same wavelength. I mean, you get on that same wavelength, and it's like it's not a. It's like, like finding two halves to the same book. It's we disgusting. Don't, we have the. <laughs> Do we have a sound effect for that? I can, I can make uh, one. I know. <laughs> I think that it's it's just amazing because we like we like we watch. I mean, it's just as dumb as like our our entertainment is watching shows about construction. <laughs> Cue sound effect. <laughs> and we're literally sitting there like, hmm, how would you have done that? I would have done it this way. And but that's your sphere. Like, that's but your. It's, it's what we do, right? Yeah. And it's and it's amazing because you know we watch it all the time, and she'll. She'll throw stuff out, whether it be, you know, the the podcast stuff or the products I'm selling or whatever it is. You know, she's like, oh, well, Trevor does that. He can do this, this, and that. You know, oh, you should talk to Trevor. He can do it. And it's the same thing with me with her. I'm like, oh, we, hold on. Heather will do that. You know, like it, we, you kind of just build each other up, right? And it's interesting because, like, you guys, same thing. We're not, you know, we're pretty integrated in what we do. And, you know, I well, sell construction products. She builds houses. It, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's, uh, it's integrated. But we don't take offense. Like, she'll suggest something to me, and then I'll, you know, the same way. Like, hey, you know how you can build that relationship? You might want to do that. She does the same thing, you know, and we'll do that back and forth. I'm like, hey, you know what I would do? If I was talking to these people, I would say this. And, you know, sometimes she's like, shut the fuck up. You're an idiot. And then sometimes she, it's not, she doesn't say that verbally, but it's a look she gives. But then, uh, I've seen, you know. I've seen that look. That is exactly get, what she's saying. I get a lot. And, uh, but literally, I'm still. Still got a couple there. Um, but you you literally have those things that, like, I know she takes it into account, whatever it is. But, I mean, it's it's important to have that kind of – and, that, again, goes back – you talk about circles, and I always talk about how important the circles are, you know, and it's like it, we bring people in. And I think it's going to be very interesting for people that from the outside looking into this podcast, I think you're going to have a pretty good idea of my circles just by watching, you know, just by listening to this podcast. I, I, we tend to bring a lot of people in that one, we respect the shit out of two mm-hmm. are in our friend group mm-hmm. that are people that we surround ourselves with. And it, and it's important that like, you'll hear, we have really fucking smart friends. Like, I mean, our people know shit and I think it's important. And, and, and it's a big circle. Like some of these people are pretty far, you know, rung wise, but then you bring it and dial it into that inner circle, and that's even the most important. So, like at home, when you wake up in the morning and you had an idea in the middle of the night, you can roll over and be like, "Hold on, hold on, I just thought of this. What if we did this?" <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's fun to watch because I th- I totally see it in us too. So, but that I mean that's that's trust, right? That's trust in action. It's I would say it's also completely comes down to a choice to choosing to, you know, feed your partner, choosing to believe in your partner, choosing, because, I mean. Choosing not to settle with a partner that, you know. Oh, absolutely. People do that all the time, right? All the time. All the time. Or. You don't think you can, you're like, eh, this is close enough. Like, no, that's not right. Don't, don't do that. Like, don't do close enough in a relationship. It's not, yeah. not the time to do close enough. And don't. Get what you settle for. Do not change your dreams because you fucking fell in love with someone. Chapter seven. Amen. God, I should be writing all these down. These are good. Well, we're just going to read it in her book. Um, I'm open to be uh, freshly integrated with uh, super smart, super hot, um, we'll entrepreneurial. Find, we'll find you a guy. Don't worry. Thanks. God, I set that up for you so well. Yeah. I just, I'm just saying. I'm sure we'll find a guy for you. I mean, it's. I left the door open and you walked right in. <laughs> 
Like, hey! Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure uh, some of our fellow GF wires out there listening to this, you guys could send in if you guys just want to put Jody up on any dating sites and help him find any. <laughs> Don't do that. Like grinder. That is the that is the crowd. <laughs> I will regret that. Right. Real fast. And if you want to just bring him out the GFY <laughs> golf tournament with you. Yeah, let's just bring yeah. it out. It's fine. Equal He's a cuddler. He's a yep. cuddler. Yeah. Yeah. Give like him a shot. I like to snuggle. <laughs> Little spoon. All right. Now I get to refill my wine. So go ahead. Say something smart, Joe. But no, you derailed me. All right. I'll say something. So for, for my career path, I was not at 23 remotely where you were. I was figuring things out. I was going through college. Actually, I was done with college by 23, but I was like, mm, I'm going to do this. No, I don't want to do that. I think I'm going to do this. Mm. I was going to be a teacher. I got three weeks into student teaching and went, okay, so that's not the path I'm going to go. <laughs> Pivot. Mm. The whole time I'm working in radio. So loving the radio thing. And I was on the I was a DJ for a really long time and had a blast. Pretty volatile type of a business type of thing. So we had a coach that came in from the university. And you would all know who I'm talking about, Hawkins. Mm. So he came in to motivate us about team. What's it take to be a team? Rah, rah, rah. But my whole takeaway, and this is, I'm going to go somewhere else with this too. Actually, I'll just go there now. You can read an entire book and have one takeaway and it's worth it. You can listen to a podcast and have one, I, I jokingly say chapter titles. That's a nugget, man. Put it on a bumper sticker and throw it on your metaphorical vision board because it, it's one of those things that sets the stage for where you're going. And I'm a big advocate because that's how we communicate. We communicate in snippets. We communicate in those little bumper stickers, right? So he comes in and he's doing this little speech about rah, rah, rah. And he talks about a transitional moment for him as a, as a coach and how do you become the best at what you're doing. Part of this is figuring out who are you? What do you want to do? But then what? Right. So I was like, well, I guess I'll be a radio person because I've been doing it since I was in high school and it's pretty fun. But you know what? I'm going to actually get serious about it. So I'm probably I'm in my mid 20s at this time. And uh, he says, all right, he tells a story about this old, old guy, old coach that comes in and, and mentors this young man. And he does the impression of the old man and he crunches up his hand like it's all arthritic. And he's like, Shadden. Gotta make a lot of money. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Mick. I've seen this movie. Get up, you son of a bitch. Right? He doesn't say that. But he goes, you want to make a lot of money? You find what it is you love to do. And you get really, 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 really good at it. You become the best at what you do. The money comes. You don't got to worry. But it was this like, oh, moment for me where I was like, well, shit. I do know what I want to do. I want to... I want to focus on this radio production thing and build build radio commercials that work for clients and tell stories that tell the stories for these clients to connect them, to build relationships. All this stuff that we talk about, I want to do that in a 60-second format on a radio station. And I can, I can do that because i got a great imagination. This would be great. And there was that moment that was this catalyst and the shift in my perspective of figuring out what was my why? What was my, you know, you create the vision board. And I, I walked into our, we had a, a big staff meeting of all of our salespeople. And I walked in and I had taken over the production department from a different guy and walked in and said, hey, here's my vision. I want this 
production department to be the shit in this market, and I want it to be the shit in the Northwest. That when people from Salt Lake to Seattle want really good radio production, you go see that guy. Okay, great. Now, how do you do it? Right? And it takes, it takes 10,000 hours because you got to become an expert. And it, there's no shortcuts. You have to read and you have to pay attention and you got to read marketing things and you got to do all these different and listen, right? You got to listen to all these different things and filter out the stuff that may or may not fit and have an open hand and an open mind and try and learn all that stuff. That's the execution part, though. That's the execution part. That's, yeah. that's the part you talked about. We, we talk about exactly. all the time. Idea, ideas are shit. And execution is everything you can have ideas like a motherfucker but if you can't execute on it it doesn't matter right like i mean you can and, and it goes back we always we beat the hell out of the sports analogies but you could you can draw out the best plan on paper on the best football play of all time if i did oh, i'm just gonna do this and this and this and you're like well, how do you execute that because the way you have this drawn you would need your old lineman to be able to run like a four five forty uh, to get to where you want them to get to to block for this guy. Like it doesn't work, right? Like you can't execute the plan you have, right? The idea, the idea is a bunch of shit. People all the time, and this is gonna get you into the next little thing. I'm gonna, I want to cue you up on because this is, comes from a couple episodes before. Um, is like how how do you take so this whole idea thing? Everyone's got ideas. They're all telling you shit all the time. Oh, you know what I would do. Oh, you know, oh, you're you're going to be a realtor? Oh, you know what I would do? I would do this. And you're like, oh, cool, are you a realtor? No. I've never done it, but if I did it, I'd be really good, right? Like, like they all have ideas, right? Everyone's, got, it's, again, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Did you execute it? Are you really good at it? No, I'm not. Okay, good. Get the fuck out of here. Same deal. Like, oh, you have a, you, you, oh, you're going to do a property management company? Well, if I had a property management company, I would do this. Oh, cool. Have you been in property management? No. Well, get the fuck out of here. So when I look at that, you have got to be dealing because we talked about judging people, you know, a couple episodes ago, and that was a big deal. It was just you and I, OG style, and we talked about the importance of like I had had a quote from somebody that it, we were having a conversation, and she said, you know, we were kind of talking about it, and I kind of came up with my own like quote that I I just took credit for for myself. Did you put it on your vision board? I did, and uh, I literally said, you know, we, that. People don't judge you. You know, the people don't ever look back to judge you. So the people you're chasing, the people you look up to, the people ahead of you, they're never looking back and taking time to look over their shoulder and judge you. It's always these fucking yahoos behind you that are chasing you and look up to you that have all these fucking suggestions and yes. judgments. They're the ones, the lower people, I always hate to say that because people get all fired up. I don't give a fuck. Why would you say that? I know. Don't hurt feelers. But. Like literally the, the, the lesser people, right? The higher percent. Right. Yeah. The upper percentage. The upper percentage. They never take time to look over their shoulder and be like, you're not going to make it because they're too fucking busy looking forward and crushing it. Right. Instead, you've got the fucking yahoos behind you that are coming up and going, oh, I wouldn't do it that way. I'm like, sitting, you, sitting down bitch, on the bench you're not whining. Even, yeah, you're not even close to where I'm at, so why would I take advice from you? You know, my grandpa said like, years and years ago, he says, son, never take, a, never take financial advice from a poor person, right? You just don't do it. But yet, for <laughs> some reason, we get judged by people. They say, oh, you can't do that. You're 23. Oh, you can't do that because you did this. Or you can't do this. Like, have you felt, like, judged and how do you deal with that? Because I got to believe Ooh, it's more, question. I think it's more so with you at your age and being so ambitious, people want, especially even older people, but people that are 
fucking behind you, okay, in line, they're back behind you. They haven't achieved where you're at. They don't have the same vision, but they're the ones fucking grabbing at your back, fucking trying to judge you and say, you can't do that. I mean, I imagine you're running into that. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm sure that there's judgment and comments and whatever, be that it may. Um, Ultimately, what it comes down to is the same people that have the time and are making the choice to make those comments are the same people that are making the choices that we're never going to get them ahead in the first place. And what it comes down to is everything that a successful person does starts with their daily action and their choice. And with that is I'm 23. I do not go in the downtown scene. I don't go out bar hopping. I don't sleep around. I don't do all of these crazy party antics that a lot of people would expect. Because I I got got it out at an early age or I realized like, hey, this isn't what I wanted. But it's because I I have my passion and my goal so dialed in that I know what it's going to take on a daily basis in order to be successful. Because it isn't a six-month, one-year, two-year plan. It is what can I do every single day that is going to get me to be successful. That's legacy. I was just, God damn it, you got the You're word welcome. before me. That's <laughs> legacy. That's perspective. You know how you build it? You know how you build legacy? Do you know how you build legacy? How? One thing, one choice, one decision, one thing at a time. It's the same way you eat an elephant. One bite. One bite at a time. I don't like That's, elephant. I'm not a big fan. It's delicious. <laughs> it does take a while to eat. It does take a while But to that, eat. again, it goes back to perspective. Somebody that can't see the perspective of legacy doesn't understand the laser focus of the why behind it. That is your why. I think Your why is legacy. And I'm, I mean, I'm nowhere near your advancement, but like even at my, at, you know, at that college age. So like I bought my first house when I was, you know, 19 years old or whatever. I mean, like all my buddies were partying at the house I owned, you know, like kind of deal, like where people would come in and be like, we, uh, you know, they, they're like, your landlord lets you do this. And I'm like, I am the fucking landlord. Like, I, I mean, yeah. Let like, me call them. Different idea, a different, you know, what people are doing. Right. Like, but it, it I, so I kind of get what you're saying. Cause there were, there were points, you know, in my life and, and, you know, and like I said, I said, I have great friends and I love all my friends. They've all are very successful people. And, but we all came in at different, um, you know maturity rates right it was just different like when i got married i was the first guy to get married i was the first guy to have kids i was the first guy like i kind of just did that right but there were nights and i remember just having comp random conversations with my buddies to where it was like time to go downtown you talk about bar hopping right like it's like oh dude we're going downtown we're getting fucked up we're gonna get drunk and we're gonna get in a fight and it's gonna be awesome we're gonna chase some chicks and we're and i'm like yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna chill here tonight we're gonna just chill here and not get in a fight. Go to work tomorrow morning because I have to get up and do some work shit tomorrow morning because I've got shit going on. I have a business and I have this and I have, you know, like. Because everything's just go a par- chain like, reaction. I had a different plan, right? And they're like, well, it's fucking Wednesday night. Let's go. And I'm like, uh, it's Wednesday night. Let's go to bed. Like, it's not, you know, like there were different times and different Right after that comes Thursday right? morning. <laughs> and, and every so, week. But everyone weird. has a different plan. And I think that's where you get where certain time and i get it like i mean some of them had a great time like some of them went to college you know like just partied their ass off their college some of them you know got real serious like, I and mean, some of them didn't really serious up quote unquote till they were in their 30s so it was like and they're now they're all very successful business people and did that you know and they it, we all just matured at a different pace i think more than anything there were some of us that matured early some of us that just you know partied and had a good time that's that thing that you've got like you've got that ability to be like meh 
it's not, you know, like it's not your thing. Like, and that's okay. And that's what it's interesting to me. That's why I question it because I think I know I've felt that peer pressure because there's sometimes like, oh, come on, dude, let's go. Let's just go. And I'm not saying I never caved. You know, there wasn't a night where I was going to bed and I'm like, yeah, I fucking throw much. Throw some pants on, go downtown. Let's go. And, you know, and then end up hung over on Thursday. Glad you had pants on. Yeah. Sometimes I did. Sometimes, sometimes you I came didn't. home without any pants. Sometimes I didn't. Yeah. That was a good night. If you ask, you're like, anybody see my pants? It is that the full happen. circle. Still, still happens. I'm 45. Yeah. It's all right. I do have, I do. Should our count, our house, our, our, and again, left turn, but our, uh, left turn clad. When you walk in the house, that is what our, uh, our, our, uh, doormat says, uh, Hold on, we may not have pants on. It does That's usually pretty accurate. Had I known that, but I'd it really stops people from walking in the door. I'm the like, other, you know what though? I'm kind of the other way. That, that to me is an invitation to take my pants off <laughs> and walk in and be like, "I'm home, <laughs> Lucy. I'm home." Oh this my is what god! Yeah, it is what you do. Okay, we're getting to that wrap up time. Anything that you can think of that you um questions you need answered when we have a big brain in the you know, room here is you talk about circles and looking up and and the perspective stuff what i see is amazing how do you replicate it how do you mentor it? i'm a big mentor guy so one of the things that Trevor how said. How do you build your company? I mean, how do you find so other I'm gonna, people to come in? I'm going to pick on one thing he said, and I'm going to shift it a little bit. I think that the very best of the people that are ahead of you are not not looking back. I think they are looking back. I think they're looking everywhere because they're always looking for opportunities. And they're positioning themselves to be in the right place at the right time for the right reason. And they recognize young talent coming up, and they go, Hmm. And they mentor because they, hey, it, it, it's awesome to mentor, right? That's part of the legacy thing. So my challenge to you is bottle up some of the awesome sauce that you, that you bring to the game. How do you find people that share that? And this is the challenge. This is probably five, ten years away, is to recognize that in other people and encourage it, specifically young women. Well, it's, it's called talent. And it's something that you can sense and something that you can grasp onto. And it is a matter of whether whether it was the interview when I was 18 years old, someone at one point, you know, multiple people at different points. But in that moment, when I got hired for that job to be in property management, I had no experience. Right. And, you know, all I had was. I will do whatever it takes to be the best. I am a clean slate. You do not have to rework any wrong training. If you, you know, if you were to hire someone that's already been in this position, X, Y, and Z, do I have the job? And I asked them that at 18 years old. Do I have the job? They and, saw the potential. They saw they, they yes. saw. they and saw the hustle. And, and her giant balls. And it's the excuse, but me, it's, excuse me, man. Do I have your the balls job? Are, your balls are I'm showing. I'm gonna flip this around. Do I have the job or not? Let's get down to brass tacks. But it's the but it's it's the grit and it's that and you will and you will see that when you're having a conversation with someone and you will sense that and there's people that you know. Typically, I personally feel like your intuition about someone within the first thirty to sixty seconds is typically right. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So at that point, if you're going to mentor talent, you know their talent. So 
it comes down to now you have to be the talented mentor and you have to be way far more ahead of than where I am now. And that's where I, that's where I will be. But where I can start is make sure that you're the dumbest one in the room, wherever you go (laughs) and always ask anyone how they became successful because people love, they'll tell you, they love (laughs) to share their success. They'll give you all the secrets and the tips and the tricks and everything. All you have to do is ask. Yep. And that's authenticity too, right? When you ask it in an authentic way, and you're you you can tell when somebody's hungry. You're like, oh, lights are on in that house. What? Yeah, there's a different level of discussion. There's a different different level of everything. Uh, one more book, Grit, Angela Duckworth. Write that one down. I will. Or Another. just listen to the podcast. Li- it's yeah. all documented, audibly. Or you could just listen to the podcast because it's all documented. Screw you, audibly. Mm-hmm. The audio Here. notes. Why are you so mean to me? Who hurt you? Oh, my microphone's falling off, though. Listen, Mr. Herring. Why do you have to be so <laughs> angry at me? Yeah. And that one's out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just held on to it, oh. didn't you? Oh. oh, you little bastard. Well, joke's on you. I've got a mute button on your microphone over here, and I can just turn you off right now. Just go ahead. Say something funny. Go ahead. No. <laughs> now you can't say anything at all. Because the big red button's yes, on. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks to be on the other end of that. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Empathy. Empathy's a bitch. That felt good. So you probably just answered this question just with your answer there. But is there any, I mean, in, in conclusion and in closing, we, you know, I like to think of somebody, you know, a, a, a younger, I, I hate to say younger, because I, I mean, hopefully maybe younger. Aubrey Rose out there listening to this that just is like looking for that. What do you tell her? Reach out to me and <laughs> Girl, ask. She will be in the in the notes. We'll put down when you put your IG I, or I something actually, in here and reach I out to you. I have a question though. Is that is that harder for a younger generation to reach out and ask? Absolutely. To to, to communicate and or to to connect with. I mean, let's be honest. There's a gap in the sense of the whole millennial thing that, frankly, I think is. Oh, no, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to. I know. That was the universe saying, shut yeah. up. <laughs> oh, no. How did I get the shitty mic cord? I don't know. I I'm the tech it. guy here, damn it. But to add on to that, I completely agree. When I say reach out and ask, it takes way more than an email or a text. I don't even think people my age actually email. But it takes way more than a text, a Snapchat, whatever the hell, because people aren't going to type their whole novel of what they right. did and what they learned. So it takes actually having to get to know that person, taking them out, whining and dining them, and being authentic and being genuine and coming from a place of, I want to be in your position. I want to be where you are. How do I get there? Put in the time, the actual time and effort. To get to know what you did. Not just that, hey, um, uh, you know, and we told this story when my brother was on. And so if you get a chance, it's way back. This is like one of our first episodes. But if you get a chance, go back and listen to the episode with my brother on it. He he talks about that even in at his age and with people in the in the uh, construction, (laughs) in the real estate industry. So going back to the realtor thing. He came out like gangbusters. I mean, he's like you. He's just advanced. He came in. Everybody was like, oh, my God, real estate. There's everybody's real estate. How are you going to do this? He started kicking ass right out the gate. So one of these older realtors came to him one day and was like, how do you do this? Like, how are, how are, 
I just got to know. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, you know, I've got to finish some stuff up here, come back in an hour, bring a notepad, and we'll sit down. I'll go over what I do, right? And literally, and this is true, true story. He tells the story on the podcast. He, he sits there, and the guy starts writing stuff. He's like, all right, well, this is what I do. I do this. And he's like, okay. He's like, and then I do this. And he's like, oh, awesome, okay. And he said the whole time, he's sitting here, you know, I wish this was on YouTube, but you can't see me writing. Trevor, writing. Is, Trevor is dramatically writing on dramatically a post-it. Dramatically writing, <laughs> quickly. Quickly. And he's like, uh, then, and then I do this. And he's like, right. Then, okay, and then I do this. And the guy's like, really? You do all that stuff? And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay, cool. All before okay, and then I And then I do this. And he's like, so do you have, like, like your assistant does that? And he's like, no, like, I do it. And he's like, oh, okay, interesting, cool. And then pretty soon he says, literally he gets into this, but also he sees the pen stop moving. Pretty soon the pen gets set down. Pretty soon the guy's just sitting back in his chair listening to my brother. And he's like, all right, well, see you later. And just like picks up his shit and leaves because he, he hasn't even got to the end of the process, right? He didn't really want to learn. He wanted my brother. He wanted to walk in and my brother's like, he's like, hey, how are you selling so much real estate? And my brother goes, uh, I do this. Download this yes. app. And, and then the guy goes, Perfect. Thank you. And he's like, all right, good. I'm a millionaire. It's like that's literally what they want. The magic pill. And everyone right. is looking for the prescription and it's yeah. complete bullshit. It because that's bullshit. what it comes down to. It comes down to grit and perseverance and finding your big why, because nothing, nothing worthwhile is easy. And that's just a fact because you have to Period. work every single day at it, every hour. And you know, it's, there's days where you're going to just wish you might've given up, but there's going to be a lot more days where you're just like, damn, I'm glad I kept going. And you grind it out like how, I mean, and this is the straight up truth. Think about this. Why is there not multi-generational money in the United States formed by somebody that won the lottery? Na name one group or family that you know that you saw and you're like, oh, I saw this guy and his family, uh, his grandpa won the lottery and that's how he's rich now. It's not because what happens is these people that get it easy, they win a lottery. Most of them, there's actually documentaries about it. Most of them blow the shit and it's gone and they they're never, back to being poor. They're back they in the trailer knew. park. They didn't know what to do, right? They got it easy. Yeah. The people that are making money are like, oh, well, my grandpa taught me how to work hard, build real estate, do, you know, do this, have these investments, diversify, blah, 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 blah. Right. There's all these things like, but people don't want that long road. They want like, oh, well, I went down to the to the liquor store and I bought me a lottery ticket and yeah, a bottle of booze. The they want the number in their bank and account. And I got $3 million in my bank account. Cha-ching. Right? And it's interesting because those people also are the same, for whatever reason, are the same type of people that don't understand $3 million doesn't go very far. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like literally, they're like, "Oh my god, three don't million never have to work a three day in my life." Dollars, uh, my great grandkids would be. I'm gonna buy an island on an island. You're yeah. like, you know how much an island, island costs? And that's difference. You're either are you gonna have a three million dollars, or are you gonna be worth three million dollars? Right. It's a huge difference. Are you gonna Ooh. take the three million and make chapter nine nine million? But yeah. I mean, I mean, truly, that is the mindset. That's what it comes down to. Is just unpack that because that is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Say it again. Say are it you again. going to have three million dollars? Are you going to be? Are you going to be net worth three million dollars? Right. And it's a huge, huge difference. People think it's the same though. They don't. They don't see the difference, right? Like they don't understand. It's like that's what you 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 and and they don't understand that you use money to make money. You and don't. People also think that having money is easy. Right. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> Somebody gives it to you, right? Oh, maybe not. The more you have. It's annoying. 
Like, it doesn't get easier. It gets more challenging, and that's what's rewarding once you figure it out right. and you do it right. And you fell a couple times, but you fell forward, and then you succeed, and you win. Ultimately, you're the winner. Fall forward, chapter 11. Fall forward, yeah. That's a good one, too. So we have a whole bunch of them. Yeah. A lot well, of good snippets here. How many chapters are in your new book? I think at this point we, we named off seven. So well, weird. That was chapter 11. Yeah, I think we're up like 13. Yeah. Let's just round up to the nearest 15 chapters. Chapter 15. Can't wait. Pay it forward. Can't wait. I don't know. That story. was pretty good. I'll be honest. I can't remember the last time a 23-year-old motivated, inspired, and challenged me all within an hour. Yeah. It's pretty good. I would be careful because she might send you a bill or something. Or my invoice coming for her. Services. I'll let her know I do not have $3 million. So. I'm all motivational coaches are quite popular uh, these days. Her business card just got bigger. Right. Now it's, yeah, real estate. Falling forward with Aubrey Rose. Yeah. Now she's a consultant, Plant motivational speaker. Yeah. It's been awesome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for it's having me. Been really, really good. Uh, I, I, I give Tyler credit. Like he, he called he, his her booking agent, as I call him. Uh, he, he said she was going to be good. He said she was going to be good. I knew it. He recognizes um, talent. Killed it. Yeah, killed it. Yeah, Even though he's a pervert. He, well, they, uh, that's not necessarily up for debate. <laughs> that's pretty much a fact. That's actually in chapter three. So I'm dating yeah. a pervert. <laughs> oh, it's chapter two. Right. You're right. I'm sorry. My bad. Well, I think that's, uh, we're, I don't, I don't know, like I said, every time we do one of these awesome episodes, I always tell people, I'm like, I don't know how we're going to get better than what we already just did. So it's, but I guess we'll try. It's just a different flavor of better, right? It's oh, a different flavor of better. Right. There's another chapter. I like that. Chapter 15, 16. Hey man, the moment you stop learning, that's the moment you start dying. Wow. Don't die. Yeah. Keep learning. Too. Chapter 17. Damn it. We're on fire. This book's going to look like a fucking phone book. Woo. It's like knowledge is in power. Execution is power. Wait, what's a phone book? <laughs> That's a good point. Nobody knows what a phone book is. It's recyclable. That's what it is. <laughs> right in the recycle bin. Thank you, guys. I appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we'll try to come back and beat this one. Can't guarantee it, but we'll give it her, give her hell trying. Good night.